Game five is almost upon us, and the Winnipeg Jets are going to be a little bit shorthanded, but perhaps getting at least a reinforcement or two in the form of Nikolai Ehlers, maybe to help offset the loss of Mark Scheifele. Can the Jets turn this game around? Can they turn the series around? We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Everyday listeners can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. And if you want to sauce us a subscription or a follow or even a like, we always appreciate it. We love your support. And we also want to make sure that you stay up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. Now, like I said, the Jets obviously have a critical game five this evening. Going to be a really, really tough one. Uh, we 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 knew that coming into this series, the odds were stacked against the Jets, right? You're facing the top seed in the Pacific, and it's not just an accidental or a crappy division top seed. Vegas is a strong team. Uh, obviously, they're not quite what they used to be in previous seasons, um, but I will say that under Bruce Cassidy, they've taken on some of the characteristics of his Bruins, right? They're very tough to break down in the defensive zone. They clog up the neutral zone. They like to trap teams. There are some tricks of the trade that I think they've employed to maximum effect, and it's really caused havoc for the Jets. So obviously, you know, the biggest question was, is Shifley going to be healthy? And the answer is no, he's out for game five. And if there is a game six, he's kind of doubtful for that. What we're looking at with the line so far uh, is you've got Connor, Gustafson, and Wheeler. Then you've got Ehlers, Nemesnikov, and Niederreiter, Barron, Lowry, and Appleton, and Jatsen Fiabi, Menelainen, and Kuhlman for your fourth. <clears throat> now, Stenland and uh, Dubois have both been dealing with some nagging stuff. Appleton apparently also injured a little bit as well. Uh, it is expected that Dubois will come back. So I would imagine that he'll probably do Connor, Dubois, and Wheeler as his first line for um, tonight's game. And then Stenland probably falls back in somewhere. Maybe he uh, replaces Kuhlman and ends up being the fourth line center as per usual. I feel like this is a game where if you really want to find out what David Gustafson is capable of, it might not be the worst time to put him into the uh, the middle six. I know that it's a bit of a change and it's probably not the kind of choice that, you know, I would imagine uh, bonus would make, but, you know, with the Jets needing like a lot of forechecking ability, but also genuine skill, I think Gustafson can do a lot of the same stuff that Manalainen does, but even better. I know that Manalainen is like an elite PKer, but the rest of his game at even strength is a bit of a problem to the point where, you know, it's not really worth having him play any minutes beyond shorthanded stuff. So Gus, I, I don't think is actually going to get into the lineup. I suppose it'll all depend on whether or not Nikolai Ehlers is good to go. 
if Ehlers is if Ehlers does draw back in, obviously we're going to keep an eye on him to see how he's doing. You know, he just got cleared to do some contact uh, yesterday, which you know for practice and 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 certainly for the stakes of this game, it does seem to, to suggest that they're trying to expedite his recovery process. Or, well, I shouldn't say his recovery process; more like the can we medically clear you process. That remains an outstanding question with him, but. If Ehlers comes back, you get your best skater back on the ice. It's a huge morale boost, especially with the loss of Shifley. And Ehlers could genuinely help break open this Vegas defense. We've seen Vegas do um, like a footy concept where they do a low block. All the skaters essentially clog the low slot area. They assemble like a brick wall. And the Jets so far haven't really been able to unlock that. So if you're looking for somebody with perimeter skills, who knows how to start piecing apart defensive structures and to stretch that space. I don't really think you could ask for anyone better than Nikolai Ehlers. Now, how likely is Ehlers to move the needle for this team overall? I think, um, I think his presence will be immediately noticeable. I think he'll have a very big impact on Winnipeg's power play. Maybe their even strength deployment deployments and stuff. But at the end of the day, right? A lot of the problems with the jets, come down to being down so many players to the point where they just can't win their matchup battles. Even the lines that do play well eventually struggle at some point. And so overall, Vegas has definitely owned the edge in the latter portion of this series so far. Winnipeg had a great start, but then tailed off. And after that, it's been mostly Vegas since then. Not as badly as you might expect given the number of injuries, but bad enough to where Winnipeg is definitely on the back foot and kind of trying to search for uh, some sort of an emergency option. So things are are feeling pretty grim. Obviously, this is not exactly the scenario that I think a lot of us had outlined in our heads. You know, the last time Shifley went out, it was like, um, was that the, the Calgary Flames series a couple of years ago? And he broke his collarbone, was an absolute disaster. And Winnipeg got decimated by the Flames, who then got trounced, I think, in one of the subsequent rounds. So yeah, you know, for the Jets, it just feels like the playoffs are kind of a cursed experience. Everything since 2017-2018 has just been pain. The only thing that we've had to really hang our, uh, our our hat on has been that sweep of the Oilers. Otherwise, yeah. So Winnipeg, right? What are the odds that they can turn this around? How likely is it that the Jets can rally back and win a game, especially with, you know, the odds completely stacked in Vegas's favor? This is a, a very much a house win situation. And Winnipeg is in the house of the Knights. We'll talk about how the Jets can try and slow this Knights team down and essentially try and turn the series around in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Built. If you're looking for a delicious snack but you don't want the guilt, I highly recommend giving Built Bars a try. Not sure what I'm talking about? Built Bars are the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got tons of amazing flavors. Uh, but, you know, personally, I recommend their raspberry dark chocolate. I think it's a very classy flavor. I think it's very simple, straight to the point, but they execute it very well. If you're a little more adventurous, they've got stuff like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, and so much more, all available at Built.com. But, you know, I just said it's guilt-free, right? How can something that tastes like cookies and cream be guilt-free? Well, Built Bars clock in at around 130 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and a whopping 15 to 17 grams of protein. So it's the kind of fuel you can feel good about. 
And you can check them out at Walmart or Sam's Club with a couple of preset variety boxes or choose your own favorite flavors at Built.com. I highly recommend that you check them out. I think it's a great opportunity to try some of their best flavors right now. And I promise you will not be disappointed. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again, everydayers, for joining us again on this episode. Obviously, we're talking about Winnipeg versus Vegas, and how likely is it that the Jets can salvage this series? I will be blunt. I think the odds that Winnipeg wins Game 5 this evening are very slim. Not impossible, mind you, but it's probably something like 35, 65% in favor of Vegas, right? I just made those odds up, but it kind of feels roughly around there. Uh, I think the Knights have certainly outplayed the Jets. They have more depth, and they're a lot healthier than Winnipeg is right now. And the problem for the Jets is every time that they lose like a, a top six contributor or something, there's no one really on the farm who can replace them. You can't call up some star young prospect. The AHL forwards who are doing a really good job are, you know, decent players, but no one is filling in for Mark Shifley. No one is replacing Cole Perfetti. There are no defenders other than maybe Heinola who can do some of the same stuff that uh, Josh Morrissey can. So Winnipeg really doesn't have internal replacements, while Vegas, when they lose a player, they seemingly just plug some random guy in and he usually fits. It's the same thing that happens with Colorado and Tampa Bay, all of these really good teams. Vegas is not that different. So for the Jets, I think the main thing that you have to figure out is how to disrupt their trap system, right? Vegas loves a 1-3-1 or a 1-2-2, whatever shape they want to use to essentially clog up the neutral zone and deny uh, offensive zone entries. It has done a really good job against the Jets, which, whichever one they're choosing, right? They kind of switch back and forth depending on the situation, but either way, Winnipeg has really struggled to get up the ice. Ehlers will help with that somewhat, but I do wonder if, you know, if he's not 100% right and he gets a, if he gets a knock or something, that's going to be really bad for the Jets. I think Winnipeg has to be very careful with his deployments and also try and figure out how to squeeze out more transition from the rest of the team. And those things are probably um, incongruent circles, right? I think the reality is Ehlers has to play more. He's going to have to be a focal point because The rest of the team, while they're doing well enough in some areas, you can tell that there are certain skill sets when it comes to offense that this team is just not really equipped to handle. Meanwhile, you know, Vegas is starting to roll a little bit more consistently. Uh, It seems like players, you know, like Mark Stone, um, of course, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchessault, and all of those guys, they're, they're finding the rhythm, making some better passes. It feels like the series has definitely turned uh you know heavily in favor of vegas but like i said it's not impossible i think the single biggest thing that the jets are going to hope for is that connor hellebuck comes back to form i mean past few games from him they've not been terrible right uh the first game obviously pretty good but uh games two through four you're kind of looking at this and you're like okay so where is the vesna winning uh vesna you know favorite player at one point this season where is that version of Hellebuck? And I think it's tough, right? You know, you're down 3-1 now in the series. Uh, Hellebuck traditionally has not really done super well against this Knights team. Not that shocking because Vegas is very good, but especially since 2017-2018, it just feels like Vegas occupies some corner of Helly's mind, 
And so this would be a really good chance to vec- uh, like uh, eradicate some demons, push them out of Hellebuck's mind, and avenge you know the the defeat of a couple of years ago that basically kept the Jets from winning a cup. So yeah, I mean there, there's there's reason to believe that the Jets can pull this off, but they're going to have to seriously dig deep. I think from what I want to see from this team, you know, Connor and Dubois are going to have to step up in a way that they haven't shown us previously. I know that that sounds mean, but like they're just not giving us 100% at a level that I'm comfortable with. Wheeler, last game, poured his heart out on the ice like it was his very last home game, which, you know, all things being the way that they are, might actually be true. Um, Unfortunately, you know, he's getting older and you can see age really playing uh, or taking its toll on him and he's not able to keep up the way he used to be. And so for him, this is kind of like a swan song. And I feel like for the Jets, it is a swan song in general. This team is about to experience some larger changes and you really need to send the fans uh, home with some something to like really chew on and be excited about. If Winnipeg gets embarrassed in Vegas, that's not going to do the team any favors and certainly not going to win a lot of favor amongst, you know, the people who are season ticket holders that are up for renewal. So a lot to consider there. In terms of the defense, I realized I forgot to mention, you know, what the pairings were. And we've got like Dylan and Pionk. You've got Schmidt and DeMello and Stanley and Sandberg. So no real surprises. Capo Bianco is one of the extras. Apparently he was skating with Perfetti briefly. So yay, you know, that's good news. Um, but I, I think in general, the, the vibe around this team is certainly nervy. Uh, I can't imagine that things are feeling too good after, you know, a couple of really strong periods of play throughout the series, but feeling like you're falling short on dumb mistakes or coverages that you just barely miss. So a lot to consider. I think Winnipeg is certainly in its own head right now. They just need to kind of relax, take it as it is. If Winnipeg loses, you know it is what it is. That's just the way she blows, and there's not much you can do about it, right? Some days you're good. Sometimes you're just not there with it, and I think in Winnipeg's case, they can have a pretty good excuse given the stupid amount of injuries that they have right now. Now, while the playoffs are, you know, are certainly underway and the Jets may be able to survive Game 5 and move on, I did want to kind of reflect overall on how I feel about bonuses tenure up until this point and what I would like to see changed in the offseason as the Jets probably like are preparing to gear for gear up for like a a rebuild or a retool of some sort that is coming at some point. I don't know when, maybe after next summer, who knows, but it is going to happen. And all I can say is y'all best be ready for it because it's going to be probably a pretty painful process. But before we talk about all of that and kind of dive into what I hope we see from the Jets, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. For our championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same thing when it comes to your car. Every part has to fit just right. The next time you need parts and accessories, go on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part fits. If it doesn't, you get your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors, you can be sure that their selection of over 122 million parts comes with a great guarantee and gets to you in no time. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I just wanted to take a quick moment and pause and reflect on how Rick Bonus has done this year, right? I think, you know, we've had enough sample sizes. I've given him a letter grade, if I recall correctly, something like a B plus overall for the regular season. In totality, you know, I think I will look back on this period of Bones hockey generally positively. I think for a few months, we dared to dream again. You know, we we thought that maybe the Jets were back. And look, we also, you know, those of us who were looking underneath the hood, you knew that to some degree, Winnipeg's success was a little bit illusory. It might have been, you know, a decent amount hellebuck. But as the team kind of got through the season and started to play more and more, we started noticing that the Jets were actually playing pretty decent hockey at 5v5. Sure, they can't score. Sure, you know, the defense has had some uh, blemishes here and there. But the main thing is the Jets have controlled play more often. They've created more chances. And while they might not be quality chances, at least it's something compared to the Jets doing nothing in previous years. So overall, you know, I I think Bonus came in. I think he gave it as much of a uh, a makeover as he could with this team. But the reality is, unless Shovel Day Off really gave him a lot of authority to change up this team, what you see is kind of what you get. And I think Bones did about as much as he could to rock the boat, stripping Wheeler of the sea, not really having a captain this year, uh, and certainly making waves with all of that. So all in all, you know, the Jets, I, I think, can be happy with Bonus. I don't know that I would want him to return next year necessarily. I think if the Jets are looking at like a big makeover this summer, it's time to start thinking about the future direction of the team and kind of grooming the next great coach. Not that Bones isn't a great coach. I think he's actually done a very good job, but I think it's obvious that for Winnipeg's future and how they're going to play one day, I think you need to start to change your philosophy. Winnipeg has already been drafting recently with a lot of skill and speed in mind, which is not always something that they did in previous years. But if they are actually looking at more modern types of players, then you're going to need a more modern type of coach. And that's why, you know, um, Mark Morrison with the Moose or Pascal Vincent, these guys are of interest. I think that there are a handful of other candidates that are maybe worth exploring. But I think the main thing about, about the Jets going forward is that you need to sort of update your philosophy of the organization. You know, gone are the days of, of loyalty and um, kind of rewarding players without always holding them accountable, right? That has to stop. And I think, uh, you know, Bonus has done a pretty good job of setting expectations. So, you know, the next coach that comes in has to be a coach that can give some tough love, but also be fair and balanced. And that's always a difficult thing to do. But, you know, with the Jets, I think over, you know, the next few years, as we kind of transition coaches, transition organizational philosophies, change out the prospect pool and core. I think that this could be a really exciting time because suddenly the Jets can redefine who they are going forward without being locked in, right? You're, you're going to have fewer contracts. You're going to have more freedom to do stuff. I think all of that is going to make the Jets a better team in the end of it. But I think getting there to that point probably will be a little bit painful. Let me know how you're feeling about a rebuild or a retool. Do you think either of those are likely? How do you feel about the Jets in general? Do you think that they're going to come back in this Vegas series? Drop your comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Everydayers can drop back in tomorrow to see how the Jets fared in Game 5 versus Vegas. But like I said, 
That's tomorrow's episode for tonight. I'm your host, Harrison Lee. I will catch you later. Have a great night. And as always, go Jets go.